I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 144. The only podcast for brokers by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have McKay Wood. He's part of the Verico Network, and he's from a company called Mortgage Pal. He's finalist for Newcomer of the Year. Dustin Woodhouse told me about this guy who'd processed something like 500 applications in a year and really accelerated his learning and understanding how mortgages work and underwriting. And so I connected with McKay, really smart guy. He shares about how sifting through these hundreds of online leads has helped him perfect his craft. And he's crammed in really five years of brokering into two. He also admits he's good at some things, but not so good at a lot of things and how he uses a system and a process to be able to so rapidly scale his business, which is fantastic. He does wear a bow tie. Don't judge him for that. And I think you're really going to enjoy this interview with McKay. He's doing a lot of really great things, and you're going to see more and more of him in the future. So check out this interview with McKay. This episode is sponsored by AdLawAppraisals.com. They're a full-service real estate appraisal firm located in Vancouver, BC. They appraise residential and commercial properties throughout the entire Lower Mainland. I did some background checking on Adam and the crew, and the brokers told me they were fast, efficient, and now approved with most banks and credit unions and even private lenders. They've invested in various technologies to ensure really quick turnarounds, and a really cool thing about them is they have this executive home appraisal price that doesn't kick in until $1.5 million, which, is, which keeps costs down for borrowers, and they'll also do rental estimates for free. Check them out at adlawappraisals.com and tell them that you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering and quote ILMB50 and you will get a one-time $50 off any full-service appraisal, which is so rad. So check them out, adlawappraisals.com, ILMB50. This episode is also sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally we have a sponsor for the show. It's because I personally use their service or product and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. So I did some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. And another cool thing about Pioneer West is they are really fast. In most cases, they're able to give you an answer within 24 hours. So if you're a broker looking for a deal, your next B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West. Tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Go to pioneerwest.com and check out this interview with McKay. I think you're going to love it. Hey, McKay, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Pleasure to be here. So, McKay, is that really your real name? I'm just messing with you. So tell me about how, because I know your actual real name is Scott, and then this is why we probably get along so well. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, so no, yeah, and, and you're right. My middle name is McKay, so it kind of throws people off. Uh, my last name's Wood, so then they get all confused again. Anyway, McKay's good. No, yeah, I'm a mortgage broker. I'm in Vancouver. Uh, I've been officially two years on the job. And thoroughly love it. How did you get into the mortgage business? So like no one says, hey, I'm going to be a you know mortgage broker when I grow up. So what was your path? Well, it's funny. My dad was a stockbroker. I always thought I was going to go off, uh, you know, gallivant around the world, do some fun things, which I did. I, I was in humanitarian work for quite a while. Came back and incidentally, you know, he, he passed away. So the whole book left and then I was left to my own devices. And so I, I got into tourism for about 10 years. And then realized uh, I wanted to get into something where there was no ceiling, mm -hmm. no, no limitations, and did a lot of research. You know, mortgage broker really stood out to me, and so that's that's what I did. And so, yeah, two years on the business, and uh, uh, there's no ceiling. I love it. So when you started though, two years ago, like how did you figure out where you were going to hang your license and like because you were you're coming from tourism? What was that like? Because I've I've heard you've been you've been doing you've been putting up some pretty good numbers and you've been doing really well. So 
like not everybody in two years has been able to get done what you've been able to get done. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, in tourism, I, I was a business owner, so that does help a bit when you know what can work sometimes and what can't work. But essentially, I I interviewed a bunch of the top brokerages in town, in in actually Vancouver, talked to some big players that people referred me to. Uh, I found out that the majority of them were all the same. I was kind of looking for something a little edgy, uh, a little a little different, and there there really was nothing. You know, some of them would, oh, here's a deal desk. We'll hold your hand. Bring us some deals. We'll train you. You know, we'll work off as splits. And at the end of the day, we'll we'll push you on your way and support you. They're all the same. And so, it really came down to I you know I was introduced to to Mortgage Pal through a mutual friend, and they had some cutting edge differences to their business model. They were you know playing on the the uh, online lead generation side of things. Uh, you know, they were dabbling in the rate sensitive market for some time. And the rate sensitive market. That's a very nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't say rate buy downs. That's a swear word. You know, yeah, we're, we're going to bleep that out. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. So anyway, that was really interesting to me. It, it was totally different. And of course, when I came in, they said, Oh, you know, come into the fold. We'll train you like everyone else said. Ultimately, the training was amazing in my opinion. And I had the ability to take leads. But they purported that the best model for a new broker should be a hybrid model. You know, hybrid. Well, that sounds cool. What's a hybrid? You know, hybrid cars, I love them. But what's a hybrid model? And, and essentially, it's not just going out and doing the slog like all the, the new brokers do and struggle for, I don't know, two to three years in many cases, barely even making a living. But I could f- do that, but fill in all the gaps with some online, ready-to-go you know, warm to hot clients and I could sell my heart out. And perfect your craft. Perfect my craft, you know, get get a PhD in, in mortgages after a year. Okay, maybe a master's. So how many files did you handle in that first year? How many leads did you like communicate with? And, you know, do you have any numbers on that or idea? Yeah, okay. The first year I did, I think it was 540 mortgage interviews. And that was from, February till the end of December, the first year. And when you do that many, you get very good. In fact, you suck it at the beginning. I mean, let's be honest. You don't know your, your foot from your hand, really. But, you know, after a few months, you start to get momentum. You start to get really good at it. And, you know, you're still trying to look at the traditional way. Because I still believe the traditional method has massive value for any broker starting out. But, you know, after a year, I had this database. Lots of people I had connected really closely with, you know, a few hundred of them, you know, 500 and plus I had actually done interviews from anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes. And then there was a lot of of other, you know, leads that fell by the wayside. So I actually got really good at that craft, Mm -hmm. you know, still keeping my head up and still realizing that holding to those words, the hybrid model, you know, echoing in my head, right? The hybrid model is the one you should focus on. <laughs> okay, so then the question for you that comes to my mind is that if you're going to have 540 interviews, which is a freaking lot, how do you find time to do the, you know, so when I say, when you're thinking hybrid model, the standard is I like, go, well, you know, build a relationship with realtors. And so what, how do you have time to do that if you're like up to your armpits and leads? Well, this is awesome. I mean, you know, and coming into the, into Mortgage Pal, they, they initially said, you know, we, we have a system that we're just developing I guess I was really the first official 
100% commission broker that came on. I was the guinea pig in, in some respects for that, but they had a system. So, you know, I, I'm good at some things, but I, I'm pretty lousy at other things. And so it gave me the ability to do what I was good at. Right. In terms of not getting bogged down, I was, you know, I underwrote all my, underwrote all my files for many months. But then at some point, and it didn't actually take that long, you know, within six months, I, I just could not survive underwriting. And so the system that they put in place is I could take on an underwriter that would alleviate the challenges of underwriting, as we know. Mm -hmm. And it, it was like a breath of fresh air. And then I could run a little faster and, you know, skip a little higher at that right. point. And then, you know, exponentially, I, I was able to take it to a different level. And so, you know, everything from all the paperwork. And so now I'm fully supported. You know, I have my uh, everything from the underwriters. I share actually a couple of underwriters uh, with, with a couple of other brokers. So we have enough volumes and then I'm able to have all of my documentation come through a little hub. It all gets sorted. Client gets an email. It's just marvelous. It's the things that I don't like doing. Right. They get, they get done for me and, and I pay a little bit for it and, and I'm okay with that. But ultimately, uh, you know, I, I can just go get more, more files now. Okay, so that's interesting. So then since in the last two years, and especially in the last sort of six months with all the mortgage rule changes, how has your, you know, business strategy, is it changed? Is it the same? Like, what are you looking at doing um, now that, you know, because it, it's, it's a constantly in flux. So like what worked, you know, 25 years ago doesn't work today. And even what worked two years ago may not be exactly the same. So what are you doing different? It was a marvelous last year. And then suddenly, we all got hit with some weirdness, right? You know, my model is still the same. You know, it's, it's sort of three tiered, you know, traditional, you know, massage all of my centers of influence, my realtors, my referring partners, my friends and family, take the lead generations, fill in the gaps where I need to, to keep the, the volumes high, to keep the, the money flowing steady. And then also to, as we've talked about it before, massage my database and have a, a constant campaign reaching out to my former clients. I hear, I, you know, I hear that all the time. Every second podcast says, Build a wall around your clients and support them. And so that, that's my model right now. When the mortgage regulation changes came, you know, things actually slowed down a bit. It, it allowed me to really put my head up to really look at my traditional method to, to hash out where my best referral sources were and gave me the ability to, to make those more cemented and, and moving forward. And then, yeah, just turn on the online as I got ready. Now, now I have a chance to brand myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. But I don't know. I'm new to the business. I, I kind of tease and say, I just got out of my diapers and I got pull-ups. Right. I'm on my way, but I, I'm just learning as I go. And when I've seen all these changes, uh, I'm not nervous. Right. But I'm actually pretty concerned for brokers that maybe are struggling to try to find that fit. Mm -hmm. I found the fit. And I'm, I'm really grateful, but yeah, it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. And people keep saying to me that are much more experienced than me, just keep working as hard as you do and everything will work out in the end. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> the sharks will never catch you. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay. So tell me about a quote that's had a really big impact on your life or business. I love quotes. And so do you have, you have a quote that's made an impact? You know, it, it came from my dad, you know, since I said he's not with us, I, I'm partial to it. One ship sets east, one ship sets west by the same self wind that blows. Tis the set of the sail and not the gale that determines the way it goes. That's Shakespeare, I, uh, by the way. And I don't even know which play it's from, mm -hmm. but 
that stuck with me for years. I kind of worked to a different beat than maybe most people. Mm -hmm. Well, you wear a bow tie, so we won't judge you there. <laughs> <laughs> Which incidentally started the day that I started being a mortgage broker to set me apart. That was the question I asked myself. What's going to set me apart besides, you know, my goofy glasses? No, it's my bow tie. That's what it is. Right. So. Bowtie Broker. I'm going to go get that domain and then I'm going to resell it to you. <laughs> Dang, that's a good one. Okay. So yeah, I love that quote. So this idea that it's not the wind. So how do you apply that or how do you use that in your in your day-to-day -day, you know, activities? You can't think like everyone else and just follow the norm. That goes back to when I went around looking for the edgy brokerage firm that was going to do things different than everyone else. I didn't want the norm. If I did the norm, I, I might have been doing okay, but I couldn't have got to this level so fast unless i had systems in that were able to to help me the fact that you have a, a scalable you know underwriting system that you you don't you know that that's that alone alleviates you know your frustration and time and then having leads to learn what you're to learn what you're doing so yeah it's fantastic Okay, what now that's, I want to ask you about failure. So I know that, you mm. know, being in mortgage business, being a business owner previously, failure happens, but it's never fatal. Can you share something that you failed at in the lesson that you learned? Yeah, there's, there's way too many. I can't, I can't pick. No. What have I failed at? Before I got into the, the mortgage broker world, there was a transition from tourism, you know, as I, I got out of my companies. What sort of tourism? Just out of curiosity, what's the... So bus tours, you know, down in Vancouver, we got those double-decker open-top convertible buses. That was one of the companies. Hop on, hop off. Okay. Was, was sort of the main flagship company we had. But, you know, grueling work, you know, 80 employees and you drop transmissions left and right. It's just, it's a tricky business. Mm -hmm. But I, there was a transition period, about three years. And so I, I, you know, I did some whatever, tourism consulting and some other, but I had the opportunity to, to jump into it with a buddy to run a flower company. Little kiosks all over town. And, you know, we ran it well for about, uh, a year. I, I, I did everything for it. He, he was silent. My failure came, I think, at the expense of me not really enjoying what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And although it wasn't a flat-out failure, it wasn't going anywhere. It, it, it was hard to grow. Mm -hmm. And my focus wasn't there. And so, I, you know, I moved on. And I, I think I knew I was moving on anyway, because I was, you know, taking my mortgage broker test. But, you know, I, fail, I failed in some areas there. Right. Could, could have done could have done better. Maybe that's not where my driver passions were, but the lessons I learned was <laughs> funny lesson is sometimes it's good to take take a step back to take two steps forward. Right. That's that's good. Okay, so another thing I've noticed talking to successful brokers, they seem to have three key things that that build up their business or sales, their systems and people. And there's always one of them that's like you'd say that, okay, if I had to pick one of those areas, which area would you say is your strength? I guess it would be people. So can you share something in that area that is really working for you or that, or that has worked for you in the past on in the people side of the business? Yeah, I, I, I think, well, let, let, let's take it back to, I mean, when you talk about people, there's an element of sales, I think, there too, in many cases. Mm -hmm. But when I'd get on and a, a new lead would come either from a referral source or from online, you know, I, I call it BRT, you know, build the relationship of trust. You have one minute or less to let them know that you are very good at what you do and a trustworthy person. And so, you know, as one of my colleagues said, you know, the sound bites that apparently I was giving off worked for, for the client to develop this instant rapport. Mm -hmm. 
And that's something that has helped me, I guess, a lot. Right. So I, it sounds like a little bit of hybrid there. It's like you're good with people, which translates into being making you effective at sales because of the trust building part of it. So how do you do that though? So like I was a paramedic for 10 years before I was a mortgage broker. And in that profession, you have to build trust fast. You show up at some stranger's house and be like, Hey, uh, you know, and you can be in the most crazy situations. And I, and I always felt like that was something I'm decent at, but so how do you build trust with someone who you just pick up the phone with and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> McKay, like what's the deal? So what's the, as my wife says, I'm a good manipulator. Mm hmm. No, uh, but, but for real, I, I guess it's you instantly care about what they're saying. You don't fully make it about mortgages. That helps a lot. If you can peel off some personal thing, whether it's, oh, I have kids too, or wow, you've been there, or wow, you speak this language. It, you know what that shows? And when I hear that, it shows that you're listening. So it's one thing to be like, if you're trying to just make a sale and your people are talking and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I get to the point where I actually get to like, you know, do my sales pitch, then people pick that up. They just pick it up in your, but if you're genuinely listening and interested, then that builds, that's a, it's a way to build trust. Then you can talk about anything. You don't have to talk about mortgages. Right. At the end, the, the goal is to, to talk about them. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, you're the one broker that maybe if they talk with another one, you're the one that sticks in their head because there's a sense that, oh, he, he, he actually cared. <laughs> I listened to a podcast recently and the guy said that he was, just, he did like, you know, millions of dollars in sales. And he said that he would listen, he would look at, there was a software they used and it can tell who did most of the talking. So like percentage wise, was it you or your, the other person? Right. He's like, he could tell if he did all the talking, he'd never make the sale. Like it was like, if you don't have them talking to you, you do not make sales. Like, and so I think it goes back to uh, what you're talking about. You, 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 play, you play the game where you say as little words as possible. And at the end of the, the conversation, they're your friend, but they still don't know what your name is because you didn't have a chance to tell them. So back to that sales systems and people thing. So which one of those areas is your weakness? I think I know what you're going to tell me. And then how do you mitigate that weakness? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've alluded to that, right? Probably systems. And I guess we can call it a weakness, but the fact that I don't have to do it. Even if it's not a weakness, a preference, it's like a, I just don't want to do it. Right. I, I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to organize documentation and you know, it's not what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and like I said, taking that away from me is magical. That's awesome. How do you answer the question? What does a mortgage broker do? Like somebody says to you, you're at a cocktail party. I'm doing most of the talking because it's all about me. So let's imagine where this is a scenario. And, uh, and I'm, I'm admiring your bow tie. And I'm like, so what do you do, McKay? Like, well, how do you answer that question? It's funny. I was just in a, in a conference call with some business training. And we had to answer this question. So let me see if I got the pitch right. Oh, hi. Yes, uh, I'm McKay. I, uh, that's a very good question. I help average people like yourself save thousands of dollars through innovative uh, strategies in refinancing and purchasing their homes. You're calling me average? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Maybe You're like, uh, what? I'm not average. Like, I'm... I failed. Norm no, I can't say normal. That's a, that's a bad yeah. word. Uh, Unusual, yeah. un unusual people like yourself. Unusual people. <laughs> now you're talking my language. I, I want to be unusual. Hot, so. good-looking people like I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so, what's the best business advice you've ever received? So, you've been in business a long time, mortgage business. It doesn't need to be mortgage. I'm just talking in general. What's the best business advice you've ever received? Probably, I would have to say a couple things. One is, and, and this is maybe indicative of how I've uh, how I've done well is your work ethic. 
how much you, the ability to work hard makes the big difference mm -hmm. and to be fastidious with details. Those are a couple things that are really important in, in everything that I do. And just out of curiosity, was your dad in business? Yeah, he was. He found the stockbroker world a little bit later in life. So what's one thing you learned from him that you were like, hey, this is a lesson that you said you had that great quote, but what is one like, say, business or life lesson that you'd say that this, I picked this up from my dad that like, I, you know. Maybe I would change and I'd say, be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. No, don't try to flower it up or, or change it. Just be true to who you are. Right. Even though I'm trying to hide behind my bow tie, but hey. Be true to your, you know what I was thinking, because I just thought of this question and I don't, this is not a question I normally ask. So with my dad, he'd always say to me, do you want the truth or something that makes you feel good? Like that was just, and I'm like, I think that was something that makes me feel good, please. You know, for $200. And so there was always a sense of like, he's going to just tell you like it is. Right. And so I, uh, that's something <laughs> that I picked up from my dad, but can you share one thing about yourself that you can't find on Google? Uh, I don't know. I speak Swahili. Really? Or are you yeah. just messing with me? No, I'm not messing with you. Okay. I believe, I believe you. I speak Swahili, lived and worked in East Africa for some time. Hmm. So it's kind of a weird one, eh? That is a weird one. Now it'll be on Google and everybody will know, oh, McKay, uh, anybody who's looking for a Swahili-speaking <laughs> mortgage broker, we have your guy. Like, he's, this is it. You're going to have the market cornered on that. <laughs> well, I, there's been a handful of my clients that spoke Swahili and, you know, my whole week is, is made when I speak Swahili. I'm just like, yes, marvelous. That's then awesome. I come back to reality and I go back to this boring English language. But anyway. Right. <laughs> Okay, so we'll move to some rapid fire questions. So you can answer these with some little shorter answers if you like. So what is the one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Being bogged down with things that they are not good at versus being able to do full heartedly what they're really good at. Right. Stay in your sweet spot. Stay in your sweet spot. Yeah. What one thing or habit things made you successful? Good team members around me. And what's one software or app you can't live without? So you mentioned that your company provides, and we might as well put a plug in for Jason because he'll appreciate that. So Doc Assist, they provide the same sort of service that you get to anybody that needs us help, correct? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I was kind of one of the guinea pigs, right? Right. Yeah. No, Doc Assist. So that's... But you got to give me give me one other though, because we'll, we'll say that's a given. So Doc Assist, because you use that every day, you use their services. But what's one other software app you can't live without? I would have to say just my uh, customer relation management software. So being able to go back a whole year when someone emailed me and ha don't have a clue who they were. What software do you use for that? Um, Salesforce is what we use. Okay. Is it Django or is it just Salesforce? Just Salesforce. Okay. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Good question. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. So why that book? Because this puts your whole thinking process into perspective. Sometimes we, you know, there's tons of books out there. This one, it should be read every year by everybody. It's a really short book. It's like, you know, 60 pages long. And it challenges us to think the right way. Okay. I like it. I've never read it. And so here's my last question. The DeLorean, remember the movie Back to the Future? Yes. So I can put you into the DeLorean. I send you back, I mean, a whopping two years, which is, you know, practically nothing. And you could sit down and say, hey, McKay, do these two, do these couple things. What would you tell yourself? Other than buy like North Van real estate. <laughs> you mean for my business, right? For your business. Yeah. Just for your business in general. What would you do? Like, hey, if I could go back. Because you seem like you've done a lot of that either intuitively or maybe a little bit of luck and just instinct from being a business guy. But you seem like you've made a lot of good choices already in terms of in the first couple of years. So is there anything that you, even if you can come up with like, what's one thing you'd be like, Hey, you should do X. Get your walls around your, your clientele up early 
and start a you know some sort of drip campaign or, or constant contact with your your people that's one thing that that I'm still re- fine tuning mm-hmm. I think I think if you can do that right away then the referrals can come if you if you massage them properly right yeah that's really good man I've really appreciated chatting with you so where can people find you online I uh, you can go to um, mckaywood.ca. Uh, I'm just in the process of branding myself. The Mortgage Monk. That's another story, I guess. <laughs> the Bowtie Broker. So you're not doing the Bowtie Broker. So now it's like a monk? Well, <laughs> the, that's the, right. The the monk who sold his bow tie. You know, that could be your... <laughs> <laughs> On a motorcycle, no less, right? So the mckaywood.ca. You can go to the Mortgage Pal website and give me a call. I mean, really, for anyone who's struggling... I would love to chat with them, uh, you know, just for what it's worth. Right. Dude, that's awesome. And anybody listening can find show notes, links, everything we talked about at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. McKay, dude, I really appreciate your time and uh, getting to know you. It's been awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.